much you're over my breakup. Now I guess we'll do the show. <laughs> that would be a brilliant cold open. Oh, I kind of want to leave that in. <laughs> Sports are happening. Life is happening. The world keeps spinning. Cool. So, so sports happen, and the biggest <laughs> sports in America just happened. The, the biggest, United States yeah. of America, I should clarify. There's go, go sports. Two continents that both claim the name America. No, I don't want to stream. The right one and south. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our country had its biggest sporting event. It drew 103 million viewers on TV, and it's called the Super Bowl. Yeah. Are we allowed to use that name? Not that I care. We 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 used it last week, we so here we are. Week. We're criminals. And it happened. Support us on the Patreon we don't have. <laughs> We're the real Clyde and Clyde of... Can I be Clyde? Uh, you wanted to be Clyde, but you can be Clyde if I can be Clyde. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That's a reference I didn't get, but... What? No. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, except oh. we're both dudes. And so... <laughs> Clyde and Clyde. Clyde and Clyde. <laughs> this show has gone in so many different directions. <laughs> what is happening? So, are... the Super Bowl happened. The team I didn't want to win won. Their fans are now annoying. I don't like the coverage of the parades. I don't like how people are like, wow, Kansas City's really on the map now. Because as the President of the United States showed, no one even knows what state you're in. Calm down, Kansas City. We don't want you to be that excited. We just want barbecue and top golf. <laughs> Signed, the Midwest. I, for one, welcome our new <laughs> Missourian overlords. You say this every single time... <laughs> That, like, someone wins a natty. You're like, I, for one, would like to welcome Art Checks Notes. Yeah. Louisianian overlords. Like, Cajun is the proper term. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Need me a ham sandwich. <laughs> I love Speaking Coach. Of ham sandwiches. Andy Reid won his first Super Bowl. He was celebrated with a cheeseburger, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, hamburger, ham sandwich, technically. Not the same thing at all. No, kind. stop. What the... Jesus. You could technically call a hamburger a ham sandwich as sort of a slang thing and not be wrong. You just wouldn't be right. Like, with the contents of the sandwich, you'd obviously be wrong, but you'd be right in the name. Yes. You stupid. So after 21 years in the NFL, Andy Reid won his first Super Bowl with the 24-year-old quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who honestly did not have a good game. No. Neither quarterback had a good game. Until this is... It's like that one Bobby Jones quote, like, we both played awful. I just managed to play less awful than the other guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's how it felt. Yeah. And the Chiefs eventually figured out that when your quarterback ain't having the best day throwing, you run the ball. Run the ball. And the San Francisco 49ers were like, what is running the ball? And Although when they did it, it was working. It was. They just weren't doing it enough. And you know another Super Bowl where that happened? was the last Super Bowl that Kyle Shanahan coached in for the Atlanta Falcons. And as a Falcons fan, it, does, does that make the pain go away that he choked away another Super Bowl in embarrassing fashion? No. But does it help that somebody else now feels <laughs> that pain as well? Yes. Worst thing is, I know somebody who's a, a 49ers fan who's from Missouri. Her life oh. sucks right now. <laughs> It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Poor L. It L. was bad. <laughs> well, she certainly took the L. I'm going to kill you. I'm the Super Bowl. You, you know what? For the good of the, the country, I think. <laughs> so the Super Bowl happened. What's the next block? <laughs> Is that all we have to say about what, this? It wasn't even that good a Super Bowl. The halftime show caused moral outrage. That led to annoying think pieces. I said, as soon as they came out without any frigging clothes on, I'm going to have to read about this in the op-ed section of the Times tomorrow. And I did. And it was annoying because nobody's right about it. You're all wrong. You're all wrong and we shouldn't have a halftime show. I'm just going to say that going from pole dancing to a choir of children was the single most Miami thing I've seen in my life. Like, <laughs> And speaking of Miami... Rip Dion Waiters. That's that's the worst news in the history of news, maybe ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
my second favorite Miami Heat player of all time. But, you know, my personal, like in my heart, he's number one. But I just, he hasn't, in my heart, he's my favorite Heat player of all time, even if, even though I'll never openly admit that I love him more than Dwayne Wade, because that would get me excommunicated from the Miami Heat community you just instantly. Did, though. I, I have admitted that before because I just feel like a personal connection with the guy. Because, like, the way NBA fandom and just works is that, like, you have your guys who have been, like, fans of one player their whole career. Like, the Wade guy jumped on back in, like, 04, was there for the 06 championship run, watched him carry these absolutely crap teams to the playoffs after Shaq left, and then finally get help with LeBron and Bosh and win those two championships for himself to cement his legacy. Those are Wade guys. I hopped on the heat wagon with LeBron. So I love Wade, but I was never a Wade guy. And when LeBron left, I was no longer a LeBron guy. So I'm like, I guess Wade's my new best friend. But then he left to go to Chicago. So I'm like, ah! And then <laughs> the Heat, to fill, fill some roster spots, signed draft bust Dion Waiters, a former number three overall pick, who couldn't cut it on the LeBron list calves, and who <laughs> averaged like seven points a game on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And this man was a joy to watch, let me tell ya. Uh, he would shoot 20 shots a game, maybe make two of them. I didn't care. The team was bad. But he believed in himself. He believed in himself more than any human on earth. Every time he shot the ball, you got the sense that there was nobody who believed it was going in besides him. And it was a joy to watch, especially in the latter half of that season where the heat became good and he drained like five game-winning shots. I wasn't a Wade guy. I was a Waiters guy. So to see how the Heat treated him after that year and after his injuries, you know, that made me oh, mad. Like, um, like even though the team was good without him, I just, I haven't felt the same personal connection I have as to when Waiters was on the floor. But then, thankfully, just this past week, after uh, several suspensions, some from insulting the coach on Instagram, some from taking an edible on a team plane and passing out... <laughs> I'm glad you finally got there. We needed to address that. Yeah. Uh. Young Waiters did take responsibility for his own actions. How did you not take responsibility? He said it was his fault. Yeah. That he took the edible on the plane and passed out. So respect for that. He didn't just pass out. He didn't, like, fall asleep after eating an edible. He had a panic attack and fainted. On a plane. Panic attacks and fainting on a plane. Featuring Samuel L. Jackson coming to a theater near you. Samuel L. Jackson as Dion Waiters. I am tired of these Monday to Friday panic attacks on this... You, you flipped it around. It's, I'm tired of these monkey chasing panic attacks on this Monday to Friday play. <laughs> I say in the world's worst Stephen L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Stephen A. Smith. Nice try, though. We'll get to Stephen A. Smith later, because there's some big news on that front. Wait, really? <laughs> what did I miss? Well, the NBA All-Star Celebrity Games rosters were announced. Uh-huh. Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon are the captains, and Stephen A. will be the coach of his team. Guess who he chose as his assistant coach? Guy Fieri, right? Yep. Yeah. That's that's the news. But I just Chance the Rapper's on one, and Common's on the other. I thought they were yeah. the, uh, the captains. They're the team captains. Oh. And uh, Stephen A's the coach of Chance's team, and then oh. Will Bond's the coach of Common's team. Oh, but I like Chance better, and I like Will Bond better. <laughs> so I'm torn. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. It always is. It always is. The celeb game, there's no reason to watch it, except for this year, when Stephen A. Smith and Guy Fieri will be in suits on the sideline trying to direct suits. Chance the Rapper we... and Quavo to play basketball against Hannibal Burris. <laughs> I love the fact that Hannibal's involved. That makes me so happy. Hannibal's great. Hannibal's one of the funniest comics I'm out there. I'm Hannibal. Like. I love Hannibal, too. Why y'all mad at me? I'm right. <laughs> oh, Hannibal's great. You should watch the celeb game, or as it should be named, the celeb, the five celebs game and uh, 15 people I'm vaguely familiar of game. So The B-list celeb game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just one of the funnest, funnest things to do is just 
look up pictures from past celeb games. There's a picture out there of Pitbull getting blocked by Carrot Top. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, there are so many jokes I could make that I'm just not there. So, yeah. <sighs> we traded away the most erratic player in my Miami Heat memory. A man who once called in sick to practice, but then posted a video of himself on a boat to Instagram. My favorite Miami Heat player of all time. So Miami. He is. He was the perfect fit for this team. And also terrible, but, you know, what are you going to do? He scored 18 points against the Clippers two weeks ago. I mean, terrible for the team. Okay. Because he's a terrible... Terrible. Like he's a good athlete. He can contribute. I will. The, I will go to my grave saying that Dion Waiters can, can could have contributed this year if we would have just played what him. He, what if he like? Where's he at now? We'll get to that. He was traded to Memphis as part of a package that included uh, what if he does James a great Johnson. Job of walking in Memphis. Well, he'll, he'll, for well, let me finish. So, he may not be a Christian child, but Lord, he is to walking in Memphis. So, so him, James Johnson, a guy who, like Young Waiters, didn't play much because locker room cancer type guy. And I still love, I love, I mean that with love, Dion. Are there any normal people in the Eats locker room at this point? Good question. I guess there's a higher percentage after today. Yeah. So. And in return, we shipped some other guy. Oh, a Justice Winslow, a guy who has a lot of potential but is injury prone. I've heard that name. Yeah, played at Duke. So yes, we shipped shipped him off to Memphis for Andre Iguodala, a man who has been sitting out all season because he was he was one of the glue guys on the Warriors dynasty teams. Yeah, and then when that kind of fell apart temporarily, he Memphis picked him up, and he's like, I ain't playing for Memphis. Yeah, Lakers, give me a call, and the Lakers all are like. Eh, we're not going to give you a call. We're not going to buy out your salary. Like, yeah. we're, we're cool with what we've got. So Memphis is either going to need to sit him for the whole year or trade him to a contender. And he likes Miami, probably the city of Miami. So we got him, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. I don't know if the other two and the first one can qualify for AARP. So, <laughs> yeah. He's like, what, like 35, 36? 36, I think. And he's, he's a solid defender off the bench and he has experience on a team that's like frighteningly young for a playoff run makes sense so memphis with Dion waiters in their possession immediately bought out his contract he is now a free agent wait Dion's a free agent yep wait the same day he got traded to memphis and by the way, after his one half of a good season, which is like my favorite half of a good season in sports history, Miami gave him two years and like a bunch of money. Like more money than any non Dion stand will say he <laughs> rightfully deserved. Mm-hmm. And so, which made him impossible to trade because they were we were trying to get Dion off of our books for so long. Because <laughs> Spo hates him, Pat Riley hates him, basically everyone except me. And you know, the Dion Waiters hive hates him and thinks he's ruining the heat from the you inside keep out. You saying the Dion Waiters hive, and I'm not wondering if it's just all your ultra egos you have floating around. <laughs> Is it just you? It's like me? This one guy I found on Reddit. Nice. Dion Waiters cheese on Instagram and uh, Dion himself. So uh, Dion is, is definitely the biggest Dion fan. Oh, bet. <laughs> D- but still, Dion said that I was the goat, though. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Was that the Magical Meme Team one or your no. actual account? My actual account, it was uh, NBA Meme says, it was around Christmas time, Christmas time and they posted, since it's the season of giving, tag your favorite NBA player and see if they respond. So I wrote this big paragraph for Dion and he just responded, oh. you're the goat. And that's why I'm a Dion Waiters guy for life. Oh my god! I, I feel like I have to buy the Grizzlies gear for you now. Although we just we have to wait. So what happened? He went there and then they bought out his contract. Yes. So, Why? Why so, did they do so, that? So right there, yeah, he's on the Grizzlies now. Has this big contract that they just took in, and they're like, I guess they don't want to, what happened to Miami to happen there, and and they just says thirty million for two years or whatever it was. Here, have that. Goodbye. So is anybody gonna pick him up? 
Maybe. Maybe I there's only one team I could see doing it. The Los Angeles Lakers. Why would the Lakers pick him up? Because, well, the Lakers need shooting off the bench. Okay. And they have worked out J.R. Smith, the man who cost LeBron in NBA Finals. So if LeBron's willing to work with J.R. Smith again, why would he not be willing to at least give Deion Waiters a looky-loo? Okay. Man, that's good. What if he doesn't get picked up at all? How old is he? You stand this guy? You don't know how old he is? He's under 30. Cause, cause what, if, what if he's done? What are the odds he's done, realistically? A lot. A pretty high. Like look, like, look at Jeremy Lin. Like, when you're not wanted in the NBA anymore. You're just not wanted. You're not wanted in the NBA anymore. <laughs> you see? Yeah. 28. So. So not a spring chicken, but not that old. No. What if he goes into commentary? Please. I will personally... Dion, if you're listening, I will devote my <laughs> life's resources to getting you into sports broadcasting. What is it, like 68 cents in an expired runs a coupon? Like, yeah. So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. I'll, I'll give you everything in my, you know, <laughs> cup holder area, all the receipts and spare change. So there's some other big news that happened today, like the Dion Waiters deal will is, be something that will scar me for life. But it's like in terms of NBA importantness, it's like the fourth most important deal that happened today. And my new team, this is the part where you go watch the video where I choose my new team because we put a bunch of work into it and it took me far too long to get Justin the video. And I feel really bad about that. So he deserves a bunch of views for it. Go watch it. My new team, the Houston Rockets, has now um, been implicated in a large, massive mega trade for which we are getting both plaudits and hatred from pundits. Yep. And I don't, I don't know. That is where I am at. I don't know enough about basketball to know if this is actually good or bad. I think it can work out. But I don't watch the NBA that much. I'm the new guy around here, so I'm here to listen to Justin about whether or not it can work out. There's a chance this could work out, but like if and only if they shoot an insane percentage from three each night. But we do. Yeah. So. And like if we didn't do that in the first place, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't have gone things. deep anyway. So like, what the hell? We weren't using a center. Well, yeah. Why did we need a center? That's and literally th- the logic. Like, in, in my pitch to Nick, I said, do you like throwing crap out of wall and see if it sticks? Then you'll love the Houston Rockets. This is the latest iteration of that. Yeah. Like, Clint Capella was pretty much known as a goner in the offseason. He's the one true big man, aside from Isaiah Hartenstein. And Nene. Who we'll get to. Who um, was involved in this as well, yes. right? Like, he would have been the guy to fill the shoes. <laughs> yep, and he's gone now, too. And the same trade to the same team. The Grizzlies, yep. right? The Grizzlies. What the hell are the Grizzlies up to? They are stacking up meat for the apocalypse, quite literally. They've traded for, like, four big men and, like, three young players. And, like... Why? Dog, that team <laughs> is gonna be scary if they keep that... Together. You know, you're a different beast when you're talking about the NBA. I just oh. want you to know, like, you speak differently. You you have a whole different level of intensity. It's kind of spooky to watch oh, my yeah. co-host be obsessed with something this much, but... Oh, yeah, because I'm peaking way higher than I normally am. Yeah, I can yeah. actually, like, tell in the waveform, like, this is where Nick's talking, this is where Justin's talking. Yeah, like, their entire starting five could be made up of guys who are, like, 25 and under. And, have, and they will have, like, a solid... Starting five with that. They're, they? all, they're already the eight seed. And then, like... East or west? West. Eight, they're Wait, Memphis eight. is in the west? Yeah, I don't like it, but that's how it is. Because they were an expansion team in oh. Vancouver. Oh. They had the best jerseys ever, coolest court ever, but they couldn't win games. Were they, they spent... still the Grizzlies up there? Yep. That makes a lot more sense for Vancouver than it does Memphis. Yep. And then they spent all their money on a fat Oklahoma man named Bryant Big Country Reeves who did the Dion Waiters route of take your money and go. And yeah, and within two years, they had no fans and moved to Memphis. So where they became the great and grand Grizzlies we know and love today. Because that's one of the few NBA teams that has like a consistent identity of grit and grind. And yeah, they've got 
a bunch of solid big men. They've got one of the most electrifying young point guards in John Morant. Like, that team can rebuild. They're going to be scary if they keep this nucleus together. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, but your Rockets, man. What's going on? What's going on with them? I mean, this is what I signed up for. This is yes. what I wanted. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying this. Not to mention, so I have 2K17. Yeah. Man, we sucked in 2017. Man, we were just bad. And, like, the second game I played in my franchise with them, Harden gets hurt for, like, two weeks. And, like, then our only real threat off the bench, Prigioni got hurt. I love Pablo Prigioni. He's weirdly good outside. It's so strange. Like, he's so solid off the bench. I don't know how to feel about Beverly. I'm thinking about trading for a different point guard so I don't have to put up with him anymore. But trades are impossible in 2K. What, oh, trading to get a better point guard? or No, that's just Patrick Beverly in a nutshell. You don't want to put up with him, so you could trade him. Dude, like, I don't, what is he there for? His steals are insane. Yes. He is crazy good at that. He is there to only get under people's skin on defense. Which he does remarkably yes. well. Your Rockets, in real life, uh, traded away their only center, for yet another Only two centers. Both of their two real centers, Isaiah Hartenstein, bench warmer yeah, aside. Non, notwithstanding. Notwithstanding. For yet another one of those three and D guys in their revolving door of three and D guys, Robert Covington, who is he could probably start for them. He's been a valuable con- contributor to both Philadelphia and Minnesota. Is he a strong forward or he's, he's like a shooting guard, I'd say. We have so many MF shooting guards. Yeah. We're going to start lining up like one, two, 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 five. Or four, realistically, because we got rid of all our fives. Yup. Houston's just going to be like like a hockey bench where they just jump in new shooting guards at every time out and say, like, yeah. do, do you have the hot hand tonight? Chuck a couple threes. Nope. Okay. Iman Shumpert. Nope. Daniel House. Nope. Uh, Eric Gordon. Yeah. Shoot uh, Eric Gordon times. never gets hot in 2K, so I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like he's, like, okay-ish in real life. He had a 50-point game this year. Yeah, but, like, that's all of our players. They're streaky, and then they're terrible. Yeah. And, like, it's really fun to ride the hype train on them for that game, but then watching them miss, like, 20 shots in another one and, like, going 0 for 30 is just awful. It's horrible. I love the way we play basketball. Don't yep. get me wrong. Like, it is it is exactly the kind of team I like cheering for. I'm so glad with the choice I made. Yes. I would not be paying attention to the NBA if I'd chosen the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I, it would just, it would be too much. It would be it, it just, it wasn't fun. And yeah, speaking of the Knicks, they had Marcus Morris was their one valuable asset this trade deadline. And they're like, okay, Lakers, you want this guy. Give us Kyle Kuzma, who's like your fourth best player, and Danny Green, who's like your fifth best player, and a first-round draft pick. And they're like, no. So. I think the Lakers have a vested interest in making sure the Knicks don't get good. Yep. Like, they just they just enjoy the fact that the Knicks suck. Yeah. There's too many people in that front office that hate them. Same with the Celtics. Yeah. And then, so then the Clippers slide in and are like, you're selling Marcus Morris? Here's... Here's three guys from our bench, and they're like, sold. <laughs> what the hell's going on there? Yes. So, uh, yeah, the Knicks got a big L, and then the other two big moves were the Warriors traded their shooter of the future, D'Angelo Russell, to the Minnesota Timberwolves for draft bust Andrew Wiggins, who's having the best year of his career, but... So far has not been what we panned him out to be, so maybe being around winners will help him. And then, in the trade that made no sense for anybody involved, Andre Drummond goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers for John Henson and Brandon Knight. Yeah, if you know anything about the NBA, you know just how baffling that is. Borderline all-star center Andre Drummond, arguably the best player coming up in this free agency class, which is kind of sad given the free agents we're going to have this year. He goes, You're saying it's just trash? Yeah. He goes He goes to the, the a crappy team, the Pistons. He goes from them to another crappy team, the Cavs, for two crappy players. And he's an actual good player. So I don't know how that deal makes sense for anybody. 
But yeah, your Rockets are gonna they're gonna play PJ, PJ at the five, a six five man gonna play center. Playing center is a strong word. <laughs> Honestly, like that's what we're at. Is like one, two, two, four, four. <laughs> yeah. I guess more like three, four. Yeah. Because who's our who are our strong forwards? I'd say yeah, Harden can play that definitely. He, but he's more of a shooting guard. He's more of a shooting guard. Um, I mean, he's a shooting guard that can penetrate like a strong forward. Yeah. That's but a, he's like really, truly, when you think of James Harden, you don't think strong forward. Mm-hmm. Gosh, who who in the Rockets team fits that mold? It's, it's a hard question because they're all like the same type of player. Yeah, we're not playing basketball anymore. We no. showed up and just decided to like not play by the rules yeah which is great because i don't think teams know how to stop it no like people are just like this doesn't compute we can't run man because you're moving too damn much we can't run the zone because you're moving to places we don't expect you to move to and it's too easy to shoot around the perimeter on the zone and and then you have two all-stars who are like can take over have both equal amounts of fear that they can take over the game at any moment oh yeah absolutely and when they're working together if they, honestly, like, they communicate fairly well at this point. If they get into, like, mind meld, watch us in the playoffs. This is a team I legitimately think could go deep this year. They could. If if, they're, if their strategy of, you can yeah. have whatever you want down low, because two points is less than three, maybe. <laughs> no, but that, honestly, like, it just works. Like, the way, the way it is, is, like, if we shoot the same percentage from behind the arc, that we give up to you inside, that we just basically forfeit to you. And if every time we head to the basket, we either get a layup, a demoralizing dunk, or two foul shots that everyone on the team can make. Capel is the only guy on that team that can hardly shoot foul shots. Everybody else can make them. Yeah. If we go to line. So, so yeah. yeah. Baseball. Baseball now. The other trade that we've been foreshadowing before. Taking this one hurts. Grinding road. This one hurts. Mookie Betts, arguably the best MLB player with the name Mookie. Arguably Um, the best MLB player right now. Yes, I just wanted to remind people that he's not the first Mookie in the MLB. Mookie Wilson. No, I'm saying I think he played for the Mets in the '80s. Mookie Betts is the most valuable player in the NBA in the MLB right now. He doesn't. He didn't look like it on our show of a team last year. But well, but if you I give me the choice between Mike Trout. no, if you give me the choice between Mookie Betts and Mike Trout and Aaron Judge, I take Mookie every time. Mookie's consistent. Put Mike on a team that has something, man. Nah, because they never will. They never will. Because Mike Trout's not made for the show, man. What do you? Nah, mean? Mike Trout's a friggin' nah. Mike Trout doesn't want greatness like Mookie Betts wants greatness. Nobody wants greatness like Mookie Betts wants greatness. <laughs> That guy eats victory for breakfast. Mike Trout is worth like nine wins to his team alone. Yeah, and that's all the nine wins they'll get. Because you put Mike Trout on a team that can succeed, I promise you he'll choke. If they ever do that, he will fall straight on his face. Mike Trout only gets hype because he's never had a chance to be clutch. Mookie's clutch. If, if, if you could give me any player in the Major League Baseball... Bottom of the ninth, two outs to win the World Series. Altuve. Mookie. I like I like Altuve. Mookie. Altuve will either slug it out of the park because he knows what's coming, or get or just get a plucky double, you know? I got one word for you. Bets. Of the Mookie variety. <laughs> I I like Mookie now that he's not in the Red Sox. God, I hate you. This is what you people do. You refuse to give our players any respect. I like Aaron. No, I don't. I think Aaron Judge is a. I just hate the. I love him. But I recognize that like he's pretty effing good. Yes. You know, you would never have said that about Mookie because you people are way nope. too self-absorbed. No. Nope. You know, you're not even baseball fans. You're just narcissists. No, nope, I'm. No, Mookie went to the Dodgers. I like the Dodgers. Like I think they're a likable team. Yeah. I liked them better when they had Puig. I just loved yeah, that city. Yeah, that he made a lot of sense there. And he hasn't been the same else. So, yeah. Major League Baseball needs a good video game. It does. I think the show is coming to Xbox finally. 
Oh, really? Yes. Oh, shoot. I'd buy that. The shows always look fun, but I've never played it. Yeah, exactly. And there, there was MLB 2K, which... Eh, it was fine. It was fine. Pitch- it was really good on the DS. <laughs> Great game. But MLB 2K, like, if you make contact, there's a 90% chance it's a foul ball. Yep. It's the worst. And if you go deep, there's a 90% chance you're getting robbed. Like, yep. It's the worst. Yeah. All of the games finish like one to zero. The other team. Yes. Oh my god. Because you can be the best pitcher in the world, and it's just impossible to get the bats going. But probably especially too when you're playing as the Yankees. What you brought this up? That's true, we that's could true. have had a perfectly calm and fine conversation about how great Mookie Betts is, and you refuse to let that happen. So now I have to spend the rest of the segment berating your team and hyping up a battle that I know we're going to lose this year. I never said that he was not a good baseball player. You said you refused to like him at all and recognize that he was good. Like is different than recognize he is good. Like is different. You are being sold a lie. for you. Like uh, means that I can root for you to succeed and be happy in your success. This is do, unbelievable. Do I like Tom Brady? No. Is he the most accomplished quarterback of all time? Yes. You know, I've realized that in my worst of all scenarios, I'm a Pats fan. <laughs> right? like, I'm this close to being a Pats fan, and I just have just enough con- com- conscience not to be. <laughs> and you know what? You should be glad that you're not co-hosting this podcast with a GD Pats fan. Amen. So there you go. Saints are... Also, oh, it's not Saints, your favorite. The Saints are worse, uh, are worse than the Pats on my hit list. Honestly, you're honestly though. I I cannot. St- oh, I hate you. I cannot stand that team. You know what? One of these days, you're just gonna become a man. You fan out of spite, and then we'll hate each other in everything, except college football. Yeah, where we hate ourselves equally. <laughs> college football is baseball enough. Yeah. So, Mookie goes with David Price, David who Price. has definitely been receiving AARP checks for a minute. Yeah, he's... If not because of age, because they're holding his elbow together with, like, sticky tack and rubber bands. Like, yeah, he is going to yeah. the Dodgers as well. I think they'll get some utility out of him, but we were in a place where we wanted him to be center of the lineup. No, that's that, that not – he happening. doesn't have that left in him anymore. And I'm proud of Fenway Sports Group. You know, I'm, I'm sad about this trade because I liked Price for his personality, for the, for the way he pitched. I obviously love Mookie because, he, you know, Justin's Mookie. He's Mookie. It's hard to dislike him. His name's Mookie. It's not like that Aaron Judge guy or friggin' A-Rod who are just so easy to hate. Can we talk about how Aaron Judge is just like how an amalgamation of easy, easy, he's, he seems like he wants to be your friend. And nah, just nah. He dude. seems like that dude who's like he's like that one baseball player from high school no, who's just not. like, yeah, man, like I'm that guy. So many I'm baseball Mr. Players, home run. So many baseball players I could see being like the baseball players from high school. Mike Trout. This is why I hate Mike Trout. I just think he's probably a jerk. Okay. Like that's that's all fine and good. But so is Aaron Judge, though. No, Aaron, Aaron Judge, Judge gives me seems big happy. Mike. He no. seems like he could be your friend. He's no, big Mike Trout vibes from Aaron Judge. Big high school baseball. I, 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 too I, big for this world. No. We won state last year, man. No. Shoes tobacco. Like, no. Big, big, big. Yeah, he seems like a real jerk. Anyway, Mookie's gone. We got a decent decent pitching prospect out of Minnesota from it. It yeah. cleared a lot of cap space. I would imagine this is not the last trade we're going to make this year. If there's anything constant in Boston and in Fenway Sports Group in general right now, the money is flowing. So, yeah. Yeah. My Yankees haven't done anything noteworthy. Nope. But they didn't like they were fairly solid last year. What do they need to do realistically? Yeah, honestly, we just need to keep everybody together and stop striking out all the GD time. So And and hope that we can't cause you trouble. Yes. And, because we're And get only... better closing pitchers. Yeah, you need better closers for sure, but we're yeah. your only legitimate threat in the AL East. Oh yes. Both sides almost like whoever wins that is gonna win the division. Oh, definitely. The Orioles aren't going to show up. Who are the Rays? Do they ever show up? Are the Rays still there? And, like, the Blue Jays are fine, but don't have this. Sh- just They're can't not compete. They're not there yet. 
they're not there yet. I mean, the Rays have a weird way of putting things together late, but not recently. Not since we were literally kids. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, who was it? Evan Longoria was there yep. for a long time. He was good, but other than that, the Rays <laughs> have had Evan nothing. Longoria. Uh, that man made me like the Rays, like not Dude, more than the Yankees, but like. But like, yeah, if we weren't gonna win the division, I wanted it to be them. Yeah. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Evelyn Goria needs a deep rewind. He does. Uh, <laughs> he was an SI cover guy. Oh yeah. When we actually got SI at my house, I distinctly remember like reading the profile in him three times because he seemed like such a cool dude. Mm-hmm. I should actually like get SI again, but what? Paying for journalism? <laughs> Who the hell does that? <laughs> Not even journalists, because we don't have any money to do it with. <laughs> and, and now that the Astros probably aren't going to be as good, I'm not saying I ain't scared yep. of them, but like realistically in the AL, it's y'all, us, Minnesota, and then like who? Minnesota. Minnesota can't put it together. I mean, the Tigers are notorious for showing up randomly. Not this year, they're not. Yeah. The Tigers have been doo-doo. But they just put they put random crap together sometimes, and it just happens. Sometimes, but they need a Verlander or, like, a Miguel Cabrera. And right now... They don't have anybody. But those people can show up out of nowhere. Name one Tiger right now. I dare you. I can't. I dare you to name a Tiger. I'm just saying, historically, if we're looking for teams that might be... And, like, you'll lose to whoever's in the NL if you go to the World Series. Yeah, Tony. Is Johnny Peralta still on the team? That sounds accurate, but might not be. But who really cares? (laughs) Um, So, I think that's all we have for Trade Madness. Yeah. Uh, Man, we actually made it through that faster than I thought we would. Honestly. So, um, hey... Hey. Hey, Justin. Hey, what? You gonna let me talk about soccer now? Yeah, sure. Do I get to talk about soccer and F1? Yup. Who's ready for some foreign sports nobody cares about? Foreign sports. Nice. Johnny Peralta has not played on the Tigers since 2013. So, so the answer to your question is, no, I cannot name a Tiger. Okay, does Jonathan Shoot play for them? He's my second guest, my redemption round. He, hmm? he plays for the Tigers. My redemption round came true. It was Jonathan Shoup. Okay, now choose a Whatever sport. It doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. Hey, guess what, kids? We are going to talk about... You know what? We'll talk about F1. F1? And then we'll talk about soccer. Because I think I have more to say about F1. Mm-hmm. And I'm mostly just previewing the fact that I think we should cover these things this spring. Because yeah. soccer gets really interesting in the spring, particularly the Champions League. Uh, when the, does that start? Huh? Oh, it's been going. So, like, they oh. do the group stages before Christmas. It feels like it's always going, the champ- dude. Well, yeah, the Champions League basically runs the school year. Oh. So does, so does the, um... Well, we'll get there when we get there. Okay. Formula One. So, as you mentioned in the show notes, and I'm going to address that so I only talk about the things you specifically mentioned in the show notes because you're clearly trying to rein me in, and I appreciate that. This was supposed to be the B-block, and you moved me. You were the one who... <laughs> Made the Miami connection. I have to segue somehow. <laughs> that was like two minutes into the Super Bowl, which was yeah, like four minutes we, long. I don't even know why we tried to cover that. So Because I felt like we had to mention it. Next week we get to talk about XFL. Remember to watch. I'm a yes. DC Defenders fan. Who'd you pick? Uh, Battle Hawks. So, Formula One. They race. They go around in things that are not at all like circles, but that end up in a, in a closed circuit. It's a good time. Uh, Every year, Formula One starts out with Formula One's version of a spring game called Winter Testing. Winter? Uh, Which doesn't actually... I mean, it happens in late February. Is this more spring training than spring game? Um, It's spring training in that, like, you're throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's spring game in that it's, like, three or four days. Okay. And that there are very specific rules about track time. So basically, like, you get a lot of laps in with the thing about Formula One is that the formula changes slightly every year. And also, teams are constantly trying to innovate and make their cars better, um, especially if they have the money to do so. So certain teams this year are particularly flush with cash. Certain teams aren't. The pecking order very frequently changes over the winter, or at least looks like it's changed over the winter. Now, it's... 
pretty solid over the last few seasons who's good and who's not doing so well. But at the end of the last season, some of the top teams really started to slip. So I'm going to go through some of the top teams, a little bit about them and like okay. where they're at. And then we'll talk about the midfield and how they're creeping up. So there's 10 teams in F1. We've talked about this before. Yes. Go pick through for our old F1 coverage because I'm going to reference stuff that we've talked about there. But yes. Mercedes are... The... Doesn't, doesn't finish the same one, two, three every year, basically. Like Mercedes, something yes. else, Ferrari, Red Bull, no. Ferrari. Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Ferrari, Red Bull. Okay. Has been, it's been those same three for a very, very long time. This looks like the first time that that might not necessarily be true. I think... Are, are, here's Here's my thing. Is this actually going to happen, or are you getting our hopes up for nothing? I'm going to say this in the most couched way I possibly can. Okay. And then I'm going to give you the optimistic take that I actually think is true. Okay. Hedging my bets, I think it is odds-on saying that there is a higher than 50% chance that one of two things happens. Either, first, that first three is not in the same order or I guess and or a team who has not historically been in those three creeps up very very close to at least make them sweat or makes it in and how will there that happen? will be intrigue this year here's how that happens but we have to talk about last year to talk about this year so i'm going to give really brief quick overviews mercedes has been dominant for i think this is six this is the seventh year in a row that they've won the driver's title and the constructor's title this is lewis hamilton's sixth in a row um lewis hamilton is the tiger woods of formula one he's been incredible he broke barriers he's great we all hate him because he's been good for too long he's the tiger um <laughs> His second driver is Valtteri Bottas, a perfectly serviceable but totally pedestrian driver who won the race that we were watching because Lewis and the team decided to give it to him as a little treat because, you know, Valtteri can have a little Japanese Grand Prix as a treat. So I appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. So those two, really, really good, really, really historically consistent. But at the end of last year, Mercedes was losing time to other teams for weird reasons. And it has that feel not of like, here are minor problems we need to work out, but just we're messing up the small stuff that is going to lead to messing up the big stuff given enough time and not enough attention. For you American listeners out there, uh, this is like the Patriots losing week 17 to the Dolphins quite a bit like that except imagine that they'd still gone on to win the super bowl okay but we saw cracks like that that through a whole playoff run yeah they get there so so they, the year before this year it feels like we're seeing the beginnings of a crumbling mm-hmm. that would be this year yeah that would be what we expect okay. um so anyway yeah mercedes have started to show cracks now on to ferrari ferrari haven't shown cracks Ferrari have just, like, ripped themselves apart in so many ways. So they're the Houston Rockets. No, because they don't even have, like, (laughs) here's my thing. Ferrari, I think, is the most likely of these teams not to get their crap together. Because they have a very, very talented young driver. Named? Charles Leclerc. Oh, I remember him. He crashed. He did crash. Did you watch the U.S. Grand Prix? Or I watched the Japanese one, and he did a lot of crashing. Charles has done. It's just what he's a young driver. He doesn't have the institutional knowledge of exactly what to do. Those he makes he makes silly decisions because people are pushing him into silly decisions on the pit wall. He has to fight with his teammate tooth and nail because his teammate. So. Is his teammate Verstappen? Do I remember? No, that? no. Verstappen's on Red Bull. I've got thoughts about Verstappen. Okay. His teammate is Sebastian Vettel. Oh, I know him. Sebastian Vettel. Huh? Was he? Was he? On he Red was Bull? on Red Bull, and then he moved to okay. Ferrari, and hasn't been good since he moved to Ferrari. He's been racing forever. He's an old dog who remembers driving. Like we're in, we're in V6s or V8s. I don't remember now, but he remembers the V12s before they even went hybrid era. And, and, and how I know he was on Red Bull, uh, I read about him in SI Kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, he's he been was, doing this forever. He was a superstar, man. Mm-hmm. Like, And he still has that rock star status, which he refuses to give away. Now, in F1, there are team orders, where, which are technically illegal, but everyone knows they happen, where if Lewis... So it's like Bagman in college football recruiting. Exactly, except no one is ever actually going to get in trouble for this, whereas someone might come and handle the other thing. But we'd be screwed if they did. So, no, so, yeah. It, Mercedes very clearly has this, where all of the resources, all of the strategy, almost always favors Lewis Hamilton, and Valtteri Bottas has to put up with it. If Valtteri's having a good day, sometimes he gets it. That's what you saw in Japan. <laughs> now... There's not enough communication between the two drivers who are both very, very aggressive, very, very technical, very, very hot-headed drivers behind the wheel. Ferrari have taken each other out several times over the last year. And Seb was so hard to work with that the driver who used to drive with him at Ferrari, Kimi Raikkonen, took a huge pay cut. Is he Scandinavian? He's Finnish. That's... Scandinavian. Yes. <laughs> um, that was that was a way of saying yes. I was just being more specific. Oh, okay. So, Kimmy um, left Ferrari to go drive for basically Ferrari's B team and help train younger drivers last year. So that was cool. It just shows Seb is impossible to work with, and like you never get real chances with him. I think Seb Vettel depending on this year, is likely to retire because we're getting new regulations in 2021. We didn't like it before, which we'll get to in a minute. That's the other thing. You want to watch placement at the end of the year, you also want to watch the driver carousel, which is like, imagine the coaching carousel, but you just move like entire halves of teams. (laughs) Like imagine if it was like, yeah, we feel like we might pick up like, uh, you know, Michigan's defense this year. We, we might just do that. But half the team. That and sounds we, great. Because we lost ours. So why don't we take a, why don't we take a chance on Michigan's? It's, it's incredible. It's, just, it's madness. The, the, the amount of money, the amount of press, the sheer rumors that run around. And there are perennial ones. And then there are the weirdly specific ones that you never know if they're going to pan out or not. It's super fun. But we'll get there when we get there. So Ferrari crashing into each other. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention. Yes, part two about Mercedes is early reports have said they've got engine trouble this year. They don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) Yes. Which is particularly bad because lots of teams right now are running on Mercedes engines, particularly I think them and McLaren. So all of their engines will, who knows? They said little engine problems, but that's a leak and leaks are always more conservative than the actual problem is an F1. And the little engine that could, it could, could blow right up. Yeah. Um, so then we have Red Bull, who are my sleeper pick to hold their crap together just enough. Max Verstappen is our age. He is their star driver. He is from the Netherlands. He is the basket in which Red Bull have put all of their eggs this year and in the past few years. They lost one of the best drivers in the world who's now at Renault. Um, be- Name? Danny Ricardo. Yeah. Vaguely rings a bell. He's super cool. He's my favorite driver. Okay. Um, he's just like an all-around great guy. Um, they call him the Matthew McConaughey of <laughs> Formula One racing. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, he and Matthew McConaughey are weirdly good friends too, which is strange. But Matthew McConaughey is super into F one. So is Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith waved the flag at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix a couple years ago, oh, wow. like the last checkered flag of the year. Will Smith showed up to drive to 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 wave it. <laughs> This is the sport of the rich and famous. Like, it's oh, a yeah. big, big deal for celebrities to be seen at this stuff. So, anyway, um, Red Bull have just been scraping against. They always mount a challenge about halfway through the year. But Max has shown promise at early tracks. And their new um, Red Bull has two teams, yes. basically. Red Bull and Toro Rosso, which will now be called Alpha Tori. Um, Is that Alpha Romeo? Nope. Nope. We still have Alpha Romeo. Oh. But now it's Alpha Tori. We have two alphas. It'll be awful. Question. Answer. 
Why? <laughs> because Red Bull Europe, uh, which is a very different beast than like American Red Bulls branding, who make it give you wings commercials. Um, Red Bull Europe uh, has a clothing line. Oh wow! That's actually very high end, like athleisure stuff called Alpha Tori. They make like basically they're trying to be Adidas, or as they call it over there, Adidas, Adidas. which is the best. Listen to Grime. But uh, Nick just gets to plug all his things today. So um, then. My brothers don't die. We just bossy bump. We can't. We literally can't go on or we'll get like copyrighted and also the same outrage that poor Shakira and JLo are putting up with right now. Anyway. It was a good show. Huh? It was a good show. I don't understand why we went straight from pole dancing to children, but I can, I can handle it. It's Miami, dude. It is Miami. It was very Miami. That made me proud to be from Miami, and I only have a vague affiliation. You're not, you're not from Miami, but okay. Affiliated it's, with it's Miami. It's the same pride I got when Big Boy of Outcast drove a Cadillac on the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz <laughs> Stadium at last year's Super Bowl. Like... In that moment, I was proud to be from Atlanta, and he was speaking to me, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There are days I feel like I'm from Liverpool and from Boston, and that's a yeah. problem, because those are not places you want to be. So I think Red Bull have a fairly good chance. They always have the best aero packages. They seem to be figuring out their problems with engines, uh, as Honda is making their engines. And then... Does Honda have a team? Honda does not directly have a team. Honda supplies engines. So they're the arms dealer. Pretty much. They're mercenaries. Uh, they used to have a team a long time ago, but it was a flop. Um, Red Bull, until this year, had a deal with Aston Martin. That deal expired this year. Oh, no. This is the foreshadowing filter. So... Oh, is Aston Martin the new team then? I thought that, we're I, gonna get there. Did we're I get building. That right? We're building to that. Yeah, not this year, but the next year there will be oh, an Aston Martin team. Context but that, clues. We've got a team to talk about because they finished in fourth last year. Let's, and okay, let's see if I can guess who this is. It's my favorite team. What would Nick like? Uh, give me the country. Uh, yeah, UK. Oh gosh, what type of cars do they make? I give up. McLaren. Okay. Yeah. So um, McLaren were really, really good this year. They have last year. They have two solid young drivers. One that's particularly good. One that just kept getting screwed over. Um, there's a big gap in points between them and Red Bull right now. But depending on how much Ferrari implode, depending on how much they improve, my greatest, I think Mercedes will hold on this year. Okay. I really do. Just because I think that. In a perfect world, Max Verstappen... Here's that sunshiny thing that I thought about earlier. Okay. okay. In a perfect world, Max Verstappen will give legitimate trouble to both Ferraris and both Mercedes winning races. But their second driver, Alex Albon, is really, really young and really, really new and really, really put together for a young guy, but hasn't really... Done anything. I mean, he's he's gotten on podiums only when, like, the Ferraris have crashed into each other. So, like, by sometimes default. sometimes when you're a Red Bull, you end up on the podium by default. It just happens. My favorite way to win. It is a great way to win. Um, and not by – I mean, you still have to drive a good race and keep, oh, yeah. keep your head down. But that's what – that's that's so far the peak of what we've seen from Albon. There have been some good overtakes when he's allowed to be aggressive, but he's so rarely allowed to be aggressive because Max is such a wild man that they want to pick up points and stay in third from every race. That's the other thing that could happen is Red Bull could totally implode, which would make things interesting. But the thing that makes this year fun is the, the top is legitimately starting to show vulnerabilities across the board. If Red Bull doesn't show vulnerabilities, they could put a run together. If they do, someone can sneak into the top three. Or at least get super McLaren, close. Then? Either McLaren or the team that's going to become... Uh, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Racing Point. Racing Point have had trouble in recent years. So here's here's the long and short of it. We we covered Racing Point on our previous one. 
I, I was going to give a brief recap. Okay. Basically, they went into the UK version of bankruptcy because their owner was super corrupt. They were Force India. This year, they were Racing Point Force India. Then th this coming year in 2020, they will only be Racing Point. And then uh, Lance Stroll, who's one of their drivers who used to be at Williams, is only a driver because his dad has a bunch of money, has basically saved the team. Um, his father, Lawrence, a Canadian gentleman, as is Lance, uh, has... For whatever reason, like, the Commonwealth only sells to the Commonwealth in this. I don't know why it works that way. But basically, he has gone to Aston Martin, bought a majority stake in the company, because you can do that for fun when you're that rich, and then has basically said, hey, you're done with Red Bull. You'd like to have your own team, which they used to have and arguably had some of the coolest liveries in all of F1. They, they drive in a very specific emerald called Racing Green, it's the fine liveries uh the paint job on the car okay <laughs> reminds me of those nascar video games that were literally only playable because of the paint shop <laughs> yeah those were fun nashka <laughs> oh god how cool is that with the wing on the side those look like solar panels dude they're legit <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's going to be really, really cool. But um, it's good to see another big English manufacturer back in the game that strengthens Formula One. It'll be cool. Uh, I hope that they do well this year. I happen to hate both of their drivers with a burning passion because I think they screwed a guy who's now going to drive for Renault um, along with Danny Ricardo. So I'd love to see Renault do well, but they won't because, you know what, they're Renault. And they might not even exist in a couple of years because they're losing money like a MF. So, uh, Does Williams still exist? <laughs> Or is it do you just remember, a strong word for them? Do you remember the scene in uh, Of Mice and Men at George the end Lenny. where George needs to take care of Lenny? Someone needs to do that with Williams. It's time because they're just like stumbling along and they don't have the money to put into it. And it was a beautiful thing and now it's gone. And they just made a bunch of money because they got another driver, Nicholas Latifi. Um, Queen Latifi. There are going to be memes, but... Um, That's what I'm calling him all season. Yeah, he's got more money than God as well, who's going to help prop them up for another couple of years. Stroll was there before. He was propping them up. Kubica brought... Who was a Russian driver for them. Uh, they have... Um, I'm going to forget his name. What's his name? Their other drivers are legitimately good, but very young. He won Formula 2 a couple years ago, which is like the farm team. Um, or the farm team circuit, like the AAA. So, uh, there are other teams in Formula 1. You should look them up because they're not worth talking about at this point. But I think that there's a legitimate chance that things get mixed up. We can cover this briefly again after winter testing, and we'll talk about yes. races that are interesting here and there. Well, uh, well, this is just letting the, giving you some knowledge because this yep. will be a recurring thing, especially when the races start happening. Yep. Mm -hmm. March, I believe. Yes, early March. So. Yeah. So, yeah. March 3rd. 3rd. Maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Early March. Anyway, the other thing is there are new tracks or tracks that they're returning to this year. This is the first time in a long time there's been a Dutch Grand Prix. This has mostly been spurred on by that one Dutch driver we talked about earlier who's really good. The Orange Army is going to be out in force. That should be really fun. It's a circuit we've driven at in the past that's going to be really, really cool. And a brand new Grand Prix towards the end of the year, the Vietnam Grand Prix, which is an interesting, interesting place. Choice. Yeah, it's going to be really, really cool. I think it's F1's attempt to break into Asia without the baggage that China brings along. Also, the China Grand Prix postponed for very obvious reasons involving limes. Um, I'll let you put that together. So, uh, yeah, it, it ought to be a good time. Should be a fun season. We'll see how things look at winter testing. Uh, also, sometimes teams look really dominant at winter testing, and then in those two weeks, people figure their crap out and look even better um, and, and, and stack up against the top. But we'll have to see. The conjecture at the moment says it could be close and interesting this year. Yeah. If not this year, definitely next year. 2021 will be a mess. I'll see you all in a year, and we'll talk about the next Formula One year after this one happens. It'll be great. Now, soccer. A quick look around soccer, a thing we're going to talk about a lot. In the Premier League, I'm going to try and do this quickly. All right. So, in the sport of soccer, or as civilized nations call it, football. football. 
Um, there's lots of things happening, and then there are some, there's some stagnation around the world. Here, let's start with the stagnation that makes me very, 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 very happy. Liverpool are so far clear in the Premier League, it is almost impossible for them not to win at this point, so long as they keep trying and putting people in boots on fields. Shirt's optional at this point. Like, who cares? We're already waving them around our heads. Uh, we're going to win the Premier League. This will be the first time we've won in the Premier League era. I am so effing happy about this, and we'll definitely either write a piece or have, like, a sob, sob story, like, monologue when we do. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This is, like, eight Super Bowls. This is, like, three World Series. This is... Oh, it's time. It's time. In the Champions League, Liverpool is... Oh, uh, which... I. If you don't know what the Champions League is, get the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of here. Come on, man. You're, you're a person of the world. You don't know what that is. Googleize it. Googleize it and do yourself a favor because it's possibly the greatest sporting event in the world. Um, but have you heard of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? Fair enough. There's the winning the, coach got, gets a Gatorade bath the French fries. Ain't got nothing on that. Ain't got nothing on that. Ain't dude. got nothing on that. So, um, yeah, the Champions League gone into the knockout stages in the champions league you play a home and away who's ever winning on aggregate if you don't know what that is get the hell out of here um whoever's winning on aggregate after those two games moves forward spoiler alert aggregate is very confusing it's it's, it gets confusing one game a like one aggregate matchup a year it actually gets weird because (sighs) google it um so those games are typically really tense among some of the greatest teams in the world. Liverpool, because we don't have to focus domestically, will be able to focus on international ball. Lots of teams are in this situation, which makes for a good Champions League. Um, the Germans basically all still have to focus. The Italians basically still all have to focus. But Spain is looking Moorish settled. And also, like, Real and Barca are both slipping as teams, which means they want to win Champions Leagues, and they want to win them now. Bayern looks scary good, but are going to get... Bayern? Bayern Munich in Germany, but are going to get worn down by a toughly contested home campaign. They are probably the best team in the world right now. They also always seem to have our number. Um, Like, but, like, I think that... Liverpool are probably either the best or the second best team in the world, and this makes me very, very happy. Um, On to this summer as far as soccer goes. It's an international break that actually has things. The Euros Euros. and Copa America. But the Euros! Copa America for U.S. national team fans. I mean, like, people will be wearing jerseys with your flag on it playing soccer. You can watch if you want. It's not really soccer. It's like... It's it's like watching micro soccer, <laughs> unless we figure our crap out, which should be cool, and we will update you at such point. But until then, I'm not gonna waste your time on it. Yeah. But the Euros are this summer. Euros! The Euros are arguably way more fun than the World Cup yes. because you want to explain the Euros. You seem to have so a real affinity for them. Okay, the Euros. I have a I have a soft spot in my heart because in the summer of 2016, they the way the games were scheduled worked perfectly into my schedule, so I could like. Watch the morning game, hour break. Afternoon game, break, go to work. And it was perfect for like two weeks. And then Iceland came on the TV. They had a man named Bodvarsson with like five S's. And like they beat like Germany or like Italy or like a big country who Iceland's not supposed to beat. And then, and then they, they beat, beat another one. And then they beat another one. And then they were in the knockouts and they beat another one. Yeah. They went weirdly deep. And then they did some Viking claps, and then the entire population of the country came out to support them, and then they lost to, like, England. Yeah, they did lose to England, that's right. Cause, and then England lost in the semis to Croatia. Croatia, who then lost to France. Cause Th- no, Bob- that's the World Cup. No. The, the, wait, the last... You're thinking of the Euros. Portugal won the last Euros, didn't they? Did they? You're right, I'm thinking of the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> How did I know that? Not you. No, it's easy to get confused. You watch, like, a small sample size of these, and all the matches start to blend together. But Especially if it's, like, very strong overlaps between the World Cup and the yeah. Euros. It was Portugal and France. And, yes, they were the, the last Euros and the last World Cup were similar experiences in many ways. Um, the next World Cup's going to be trash, so this might be the last... Like, it, it just is, unless they decide to move it. Please, God. Please, God. Please, God, let them move it. They're in too deep now, dog. I don't it's, know. I don't it's know. It's two years away. 
We're running out of time. You could host one tomorrow in England and France. It's coming home. It's coming home. Spoiler alert, it never comes home. The Champions League comes home. Last year it came home to Liverpool, babe. I don't know why I'm repping my, like, marmot outdoors. shirt. Wait, so you're happier for Premier League than you are Liver- than Champions League? Oh, yes. Yeah, so the Champions League was a bigger deal, but we haven't won a Premier League. We we used to have the most leagues, and then Manchester United came up and, and you know, ruined our lives. To win a Champions League is great. It's an incredible feeling. It's, we have the most in our country and the second most ever. Um, Real Madrid are the only team, I believe, who have won more than us. AC Milan might have us tied or beat by one. I don't remember. But it means a lot to the club. It was really, really great. But we, I just really thought I might go our, my entire life without watching us win a Prem. And then we iced it so early. Because normally what happens to us, 2013, a great example, we get really, really good, we look like we're going to be able to do it, and then we just crap the bed so emphatically, and it hurts. Sounds like a Falcons team. Honestly, yeah. There are a lot of comparisons. Well, but not lately, because the Falcons have been trapped in 7-9 purgatory for the past couple seasons. That's a rant for a different time. Anyway, soccer's going to be fun. Now would be a really good time to get into it. There are plenty of ways to pick a team online. There are plenty of ways to get into soccer. People should do that. People should do that. People should do that. How's Crystal Palace looking? Don't. They're my my career team. I have the most connection to them than any other English Prem team. Except for maybe Man U because it would piss you the hell off. Honestly, I wish you were a Man U fan and tried to piss me the hell off. Because I don't think you could at this point. <laughs> like, there, I am walking on sunshine right now as far as <laughs> soccer goes. There is nothing stopping my team this year. Imagine if the Falcons won the Super Bowl and then, like, went and played everybody else and won, like, the football Olympics. <laughs> like, that is how it feels like we might be able to do it. Not to mention we've already won two trophies and we're on our way to winning a third and a fourth this year, which would be, like, unfriggin' heard of. Life is good. Be a Liverpool fan. All right.